The public health response must focus on containment and certainly our leaders are trying to do that in both countries and around the world. And again, applaud the health workers for their incredible commitment to helping us get through this. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch Podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible. And as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Go to solomonsporchteaching.com for the notes from this episode. Now... Welcome, Barry Borthasel. Well, welcome to our first podcast. My name is Barry Borthasel, and I'm very excited to be with you today. Obviously, we are living in very interesting days. Some might say life-changing days, probably never to be the same again. We're all aware of loads of information on the web and television, lots of suggestions. But I'm going to have a different approach for you today. And the approach is, what does the Bible say about pestilence, plagues? And the Bible does not mention pandemics, but that's what it is. It's an amazing, amazing discovery that I have made. So why the Bible? Well, the world's bestseller for a billion plus, according to the New Yorker, and about 100 million per year. In fact, 2020 has been declared the year of the Bible. Bible sales are up 50 to 100% right now, so obviously it has something to say. I think one of the things that I want to express to you is that anytime during a crisis, it's very important that a, a person have, has a worldview. If you don't have a worldview on which to make decisions, it is like colored glasses where every color looks exactly the same. So on our website, you will find the list of the podcasts. You'll find the list of uh, people that have supported this uh, podcast adventure. And I would like to take the time to thank those who have uh, encouraged me to do this. I would also like to give a round of applause to all of our first responders, our truck drivers, our food keepers or medical people, they've done an incredible job through this and we all need this uh, appreciation of them. In fact, my wife, Ruth, every night she runs out the back door, she has a big pot and she's slamming the pot and trying to get the neighbors to to show her appreciation. So uh, we're excited about uh, showing our appreciation. So the first podcast is entitled Historical Facts About Pestilence and Past Epidemics. Now, I am not a financial advisor. I am not a theologian. Uh, I am not a historian. And I'm doing this because I love people and I want to share what I've learned and then you can do with it what you feel is proper for you. Fair enough? So week one, on page one, on the notes, and the notes will all be on the webpage so that you can run them off and uh, just kind of uh, look at them yourself. I want to encourage you to do that because it's very, very important that you come to your own conclusions. And the other thing that I've learned is that research shows that when a person hears a sermon or a speech of any kind, 
the average person within one hour will forget 70% of what they've heard. So when I learned that several years ago, that's why I'm putting in notes for your uh, convenience to run them off and do your own research and a lot of information is on them. So let's begin with week one. There have been about 15 major pandemics in the last 2000 years. All of them have lasted between one and three years. Here are the 14 things that I have learned in my study of the history of pandemics. Number one, the main common theme seems to be social distancing. Now, it's interesting that I discovered this up here in Canada, that on November the 7th, 1918, this was in the paper. Notice is hereby given that in order to prevent the spread of the Spanish influenza, all schools, churches, theaters, moving picture halls, pool rooms, and other places of amusement, amusement and lodge meetings are to be closed until further notice. All public gatherings consisting of 10 or more are prohibited, prohibited signed the mayor of Kelowna, British Columbia. So not too much has changed. Number two, it took between 80 and 150 years to repopulate after the Black, Black Plague. Number three, Italy was the hardest hit country in the Black Plague, and initially it was the hardest hit country in uh, COVID-19. Of course, right now it's our friends in the United States. However, the Renaissance followed, which gives hope, and I, I do want to give hope in all of these uh, podcasts. Number four, the Black Plague returned three times between 1347 and 1629. In 1627, it came to Wittenberg, Germany, where Martin Luther had just posted his 95 thesis. He and his pregnant wife were encouraged to leave Wittenberg, but he insisted on staying where he preached on Matthew chapter 7 and actually took in people into their home. Uh, they were not affected, and later that year, after this experience, listen to this, he wrote the great hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And in the hymn book that Ruth and I have, she pointed out the other day, it happens to be listed as number one. And we still sing that song 400 years later. The Spanish flu came back a second time and was more deadly than the first time, and there's lots of suggestion that that may happen with COVID-19. Number five, starvation occurred both in the Black Plague and Spanish flu. Uh, I am amazed when I look on TV and see the thousands and thousands of cars lined up for food or the food banks. It's just amazing. And they're now talking about perhaps some shortages of food. So it's very, 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 very serious. Number six, the Black Plague produced a very strong move of anti-Sentinism, much like today. The scriptures of Genesis 12 and Galatians are very relevant today. And I want to read Genesis chapter 12, verse, verses uh, two to three. This is God uh, calling, uh, speaking to Abraham. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make the, thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So 
the importance of not letting that happen again, obvious, is very, very crucial. And I will have more about that to say in future podcasts. Number seven, needless to say, both the Black Plague and the Spanish Flu caused huge economic, religious upheaval. Churches, schools, social events were closed, just like today. Number eight, economic lessons from the Spanish flu. Now, there's a lot of them, and I just had to summarize them for the sake of time. Like today, prosperity is impossible if people are not working, spending money, since 75% of our gross domestic product is directly related to consumer spending, and today consumers are not spending. The Economist magazine, and I quote, recently stated, that the world's GDP could go down as much as 50%. That's uh, hard to understand. Also, the Economist magazine stated that the possibilities of the death of the world at the end of 220 or at the end of this COVID-19 could be as high as $257 trillion. Amazing. Three lessons learned from the Spanish flu, and we are learning all three today. Number one, the public health response must focus on containment, and certainly our leaders are trying to do that in both countries and around the world. And again, applaud the health workers for their incredible commitment to helping us get through this. Number two, the importance of conveying information to the public is vital. Well, there again, uh, we are certainly uh, inundated hourly with uh, information. And number three, preparation for the economic and human consequences of the virus is vital. Now, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, there's all kinds of predictions. I'm not going to uh, let you come to your own conclusion. But obviously, the preparation, it's not going to be the same, and we all know that. Number 10, Jobs fell by 43% after the Spanish flu. Now remember, we're looking at history here. The projections of jobs lost changes daily. So I'm not going to mention them because it's every day. And you can certainly get your own information on that one. Number 11, the Roaring Twenties followed the Spanish flu, which 10 years later led to the Great Depression. Now, why did that happen? Now, I find this very interesting, and there's a lot more facts that I'm going to share with you. But to kind of summarize it, the Great Depression basically caused three things. Number one, it was caused by accumulated debt. Well, if The Economist magazine is correct, at the end of 2020, we'll have $257 trillion in debt in the world. Uh, We've accumulated some debt. Number two, a struggling agriculture sector. Well, we know that that's a huge issue today with people bringing people in. Uh, we happen to live in an area of, uh, of fruit orchards and wine orchards and uh, uh, talking to an individual close by, he said, like, he's very worried. He said, if I don't get the help, I'm gonna lose the crop. And so the, that's a major concern today. And number three, and the, the third reason for the Great Depression, excessive bank loans that could not be liquidated. Only time will tell on that. But all of those are very possible and really in progress today. Number 13, this was interesting. How did the removal of the gold standard beginning in 1933 and ending in 1971 affect us today? I I studied a little bit about this because it does, does affect us economically in the world. 
and uh, most of you are aware of the gold standard. began in 1834. Uh, it was finalized and uh, ended in 1971 by President Nixon in the United States. But the gold standard was related to the amount of paper money value that could that the paper money value could not exceed your ownership of gold. And what that did, of course, the value of gold possessed then kept the debt and inflation under control. And, and uh, so if you had a million dollars in gold, you could have a million dollars in paper money. That's no longer true today. And so that, that's a major thing that history teaches us uh, about exactly where we are in this uh, economic uh, uh, situation today. Number 14, the last one is, could this be the last pandemic? Well, I have a thought on that, but I'm not going to express it today. I will answer that in week four, but it is very, very, very interesting. So next week on podcast two, we will be looking at the subject, does the what does the Bible say about plagues or pestilences or pandemics? A very, very fascinating subject. So this is just a little bit of the history. I encourage you to, again, to uh, print off the notes, do your own study, look up all the verses that I mentioned, and come to your own conclusions. So thank you for listening, and we look forward very, very much to the second podcast next week. God bless. Thank you for joining us on Solomon's Porch. For notes from today's episode or to contact Barry, please go to solomonsporchteaching.com. That's solomonsporchteaching.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.